Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome back to another episode of the New Guide Radio Podcast. The emergency department is an exceptionally busy place to work. You've got a constant turnover of patients, you have paramedics dropping patients off, you have uh, medical students and uh, interns, uh, all the way up to ED consultants uh, coming in reviewing these patients um, on what is a priority-based system. Um, as you know, you've got categories that are here for patients and, and just how sick that they are. So when they go up to the triage desk, the triage nurse has a quick one-liner about why this patient is here and they categorise the patient from category one, meaning that this patient needs to be uh, reviewed immediately for life-threatening um, concerns, all the way down to a category five, which may be forced to, to wait quite a while. And so the doctors will use that information and have a quick read about the patient's one-liner about who they need to go and review pretty soon. Um, and saying this though, uh, because of such a constant turnover and from uh, all of these patients coming in with a whole varying degree of illnesses and, and concerns, uh, it can mean that patients can often be asked um, just to, to wait that little while. Um, and so you've got emotions riding on a high. These patients are there trying to get seen by a doctor. Um, and this can sometimes lead to patients and their families becoming um, a bit frustrated uh, about them being in this hospital, expecting to be seen immediately. And so today's episode, I'm going to be talking about over the last few months, what are the most common complaints and concerns that I receive from patients and their families? And what are the strategies that I personally use in order to overcome this and what today's episode is all about conflict resolution. So whilst part of my job as a registered nurse in the emergency department is to be gathering um, vital signs, to be able to gain a good thorough history and to be putting in lines and sending away blood tests and things like that, um, that is a portion of my job. I find that the vast majority of my job is to be able to empathise with my patient and the family members and it's all about effective communication. Uh, this is really much the crux of how well things are gonna go uh, within the emergency department. Um, the most common complaints and concerns that are raised from, from patients and their family members are going to be, uh, I don't understand what's happening. Why isn't anyone telling me what's going on? Uh, when, is it, when am I gonna be seen by a doctor? We've been here for ages, what's happening? Where are they? Um, I just, uh, you've, you've taken all of these blood tests, you've poked and you've prodded me. What are the results? No one's telling me what's happening. Uh, another, another big one, uh, which I didn't expect to hear as much, is going to be, why isn't anyone feeding me? I haven't had any breakfast yet. The person's come around with the trolley and no one gave me any food. What's going on? Uh, another one is, you've told me I needed to go off to the ward. Why, is, why aren't I there yet? You know, I've been waiting here so long. What's happening? So if you can start to see a bit of a, a theme that's developing, it, there really has been a breakdown in communication. Um, the, it hasn't been set up for them to expect what's going on. And so that's where I like to come in as a registered nurse uh, in order to be able to overcome these issues. And I find that my strategy that I've started to develop over the last uh, three months has been to start at the very start. So let's let go over that now and I'll break down exactly how, I've, how I personally overcome these issues. 
Okay, let's start from the very start. So let's start with an example, uh, a very common presentation to the emergency department is gonna be chest pain. Uh, so I've seen that the paramedics are dropping the patient off to my bed space. I've got the alert come overhead to say, category two coming to bed space three. So that's one of my bed spaces. I get all prepared. Uh, the paramedics are dropping the patient off. They've been told me that the, the patient is able to stand and mobilize to the bed space. In the meantime, what I'm doing is I'm going, G'day sir, my name is Ben, very nice to meet you, what's your name? And I put my hand out and I shake every patient's hand. Um, and the family members I see are there as well. So I go up to them, I say, G'day sir, what's your name? Brad, very nice to meet you, Brad, my name is Ben. Marie, very nice to meet you, my name is Ben. I'll be the nurse in this bed space today. Um, and I say to the birth family members, I'll get you to stand there for me for two seconds. And my patient's name is Boris. Alright, g'day Boris. What I'm going to do, mate, is I'm going to get you to stand up. I'm going to get you to sit over on this um, bed for me. Um, before you lay down, I'm going to get you to take your shirt off and put this gown on for me. I'm setting up for the um, handover from the paramedics. I do the same thing with the paramedics. G'day guys, I'm Ben. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Whatever. Yeah, Marie and Jerry. Um, from there, I'm, I'm receiving handover from the paramedics in front of the patient and family. And the reason I do this is to make sure that all of the information, um, we're able to clarify amongst all of us exactly what's happening on today and what management has been provided from the pre-hospital setting. Um, from then, this is where a lot of it is going to start. And this is where you literally start from the very start is gonna help you for the duration that the patient's gonna be in the emergency department. So this is where I go. So for chest pain. All right, g'day there, Boris. Um, I understand that you have some chest pain today. You know, the patients go, yep, that's correct. And I say, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to ask you a few questions. And as I'm doing this, I'm also gonna be collecting some more information today. So I'm gonna be putting a blood pressure cuff on your arm. I'll be doing a few measurements of your blood pressure. I'll be putting a, a little tiny probe in your ear just to quickly get a temperature. Um, and listening to your lungs and doing a few other assessments. Is that okay with you? So I've gained consent from the start. So we talk about a health history, what makes the pain better or worse, define the pain, all of that normal stuff. And I'm also at the same time getting blood pressure readings and a full vital sign survey. From there, I'm also gonna go over, look, the next thing to expect is I'm going to go off and get a, a little machine. It's called a 12 lead ECG. And what I'll do is I'll put a few dots on your chest, I'll connect the leads up. And what I'm doing is I'm looking at the electrical activity of your heart. I'm making sure that your heart's not the problem today of what's causing that chest pain. Yeah, no worries. As I'm setting up and I'm putting the dots on the chest, I'm putting the leads together, I say, what to expect next will be, I'll be putting a little needle into your arm. What that allows me to do is it allows me to collect some bloods and also to give you some pain relief uh, and a few other medications through that if I need to. Yeah, no worries at all. And if the person happens to ask me, why are you taking blood tests from me? What I'll say is one of the markers that we find within these blood tests, it's called a troponin. And a troponin is looking at if there's any damage specifically to your heart. What I'll do is I'll send these blood tests away. And as soon as I know any of the results, I'll come back in and let you know, okay? And we can let a doctor go through that with you as well. No worries at all, cool, cool. Um, also, when that's happening and we've got the bloods and we've sent them away and I'm getting a few more vital signs surveys, more questions that I need, I'll say to the family members that sort of well. So I'll go, look, the next thing that you guys can probably expect is that the next person in the bed space will be a doctor. 
The doctor will come in and ask you some very similar questions that I've asked, but they'll also go into a bit more detail of a few assessments and ask you some other questions. Awesome. Some other things that you may expect to happen today may be a, a chest x-ray, just to get a bit of an image of your chest. Um, but the doctor will go through a bit more about what they want um, from you as well. So in the meantime, guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave this call bell with you. Um, what to expect is if you do have any more questions or any concerns or if the pain gets any worse, you push that button for me, okay? No worries. What's also going to happen at the moment is I'm going to leave you um, what I call nil by mouth. So we're not going to have any food or any water. The reason why I'm doing this is if you did need any immediate surgery, and remember I'm not saying that you are or that you will need immediate surgery, but if you did, uh, what we'll do is um, you may, you, you'll be needing to be fasted for that. So just out of interest, when was the last time that you've eaten or had anything to drink? So you're gaining that more information again. So let's just stop there for a second, hey? So we've gone over and from the very start, I've set the precedent that I'm here and I'm informing the patient exactly what's going on. They know now that when I step away, I'm not stepping away and I'm not going to be directly in their bed space the whole time. I'm saying this because, again, I've got a f like the patient and their family may just expect that I'm the only person that's going to be in their bed space today, as in like it is one-on-one -on -one nursing, one nurse to one patient, and that's not correct. So I've set them there with the, the, the bedside call bell that if they did need me, that I'll be come, they are expecting that I'm going to be coming back in and getting some more assessments and that they can expect for another doctor to come back in and to, for a doctor to come in and see them and review and they're expecting that person to be coming in. Um, and so throughout it as well, what I'm gonna be doing is I'll be coming back in periodically, coming and doing my assessments when needed. Um, and I'll be bringing up on the screen, has the blood tests come back in? And I'm looking through it. And so it's just a matter of keeping my face in front of the patient and their family when I can come back in um, and it's just showing them that they're not being neglected that, that things are still moving forward um, I'll come back in and say I'll keep getting more information about their pain is it getting any worse do you have any concerns any questions and I'll feed them information that they need um, in order to you know just answer their questions and continuously keep being back in there when I can um, and then it's about you know when things do come back up letting them know um, that the, like the, the blood tests are back in. Um, oh, the doctor will be in here very shortly to go over that sort of stuff with you. Um, have you had your uh, chest x-ray yet? So I'm, I'm getting some more information about what's been going on because remember, I can't be in there all the time and I'm looking after two other or if my buddy's on break, um, I'm looking after up to about six or seven patients. So I'm constantly getting information from them. Again, I'm probably going over this a little bit too much at the moment, sort of rambling on a little bit, but... If you start from the very ground up, you start from the very start about this is what's coming next, this is what's coming next, you're sounding very knowledgeable to the, to the patient and their families and, you're, and they're getting an understanding of what's going to be happening today. That is where things start to break down. That's where conflict can start to come into it. It's just when they don't know what's happening is the biggest concern. Another one of the questions I haven't answered yet is how much longer until I get to the ward? I don't understand, you told me I needed to be admitted tonight, but why aren't I there yet? And it's a matter of explaining straight up front to say, look, the way that it's going to work from here is that you are for admission, so yes, you're correct. And again, using this language to say that I'm understanding and I'm listening to you, 
this is the story. So at the moment, the beds up in the ward are currently full. What you can expect, I can't tell you an exact time of when you will be going up. However, as soon as I do know, I promise you that I'll let you know. So it's a matter of saying, I haven't forgotten about you. Your, your concerns, you know, I'm listening to you and that I'm here in order to help you. Anyway, there we go. So that, that is the crux of it. It's all about communication. It's all about seeing things from their perspective because they're sitting there in a bed space. It's not a very comfy bed. It's not a great area to be. It's a lot of lights. There's a lot of noises. It's very high stimulus. You know, the power, the, there's a power imbalance between the patient not knowing what's going on and the medical staff. It's, uh, it's not a very great place to be. So if you can go in there, provide some examples from the start. Now I say all this is, isn't good, but when I first started, I wasn't like this. A few months ago, it wasn't this way at all. And the reason that's the case, I mean, as in like providing that ahead of time, what to expect, because that stuff takes time. When you start seeing the same type of presentations over and over and over again, you start to get an understanding of what each patient needs and what normally happens for that category and that type of patient. So the longer that you're staying here and the more patients you see, the easier by far that it gets. So anyway, guys, I hope this has provided a bit of a, uh, uh, I hope you've got something from this episode today that you may be able to take with you. And this by no means is going to be specific to the emergency department. This can be specific and this can be um, for any different ward at all. So anyway, guys, hope you have an awesome day and I'll talk to you next time.